Welcome to Unpacked Shorts. I'm Katie Harrison, and with me is Peter Franklin, who writes our Unpacked column, which looks at interesting articles posted elsewhere. Also joining us today is Charlie Pickles, who edits our capitalism theme here at Unheard. Welcome, Charlie and Peter. Hi. Hello. Peter, you have been looking at uh, wealth and responses to wealth. Um, is it true, in fact, that the rich are getting richer? It is, yes. I mean, if you're looking at it at um, you know the level of wealth, by which I mean kind of assets rather than income, actually the inequalities are even higher than with um, income inequality. Everywhere or specifically? Um, I think most, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons. I I did a previous unpacked in which I try to explain why wealth inequality tends to be higher than income inequality. But um, this focuses on America and um, the the article sets out the statistics and they're they're pretty pretty stark. I mean, the richest, well, obviously the richest 1% are doing better than ever. And, you know, something like the bottom 40% of the population due to debt, which is kind of negative wealth, you know, you sum that all up with the the assets that they do have, and effectively, they don't have anything. And what's the response proposed here? Well, um, it's a a look at um, what would you do if, say, you raised wealth taxes or redistributed wealth in some way. It's um, a proposal for what you do with that. and um, what Breunig says is that you should have kind this of... This is Matt Breunig in the New York Times. Indeed, Matt Breunig in the New York Times, who um, advocates something he calls a um, social wealth fund, which would be a bit like, you know, a sovereign wealth fund, um, which certain very rich oil exporting countries tend to have. And in this Alaska, I think. Doesn't Alaska have Alaska one has well? one, yes. Yep. And this is... He mentions that as a, a oh, kind really? of model. And um, what you do, you you know, get hold of these assets in some way, and we'll come back to that. Um, and everyone in the country would have an equal share of this fund, and there'd be some sort of decision-making structure as to what was done with the income earned by that fund. So at a national level, then, not at a state level, if Alaska's already doing it, then That's clearly right. there's precedent at state level. This is talking about a federal? It would be, proposal. it would be federal okay. in this case. And so um, how, yes. I know we're going to come back onto then the pros and cons of what he's proposing in yes. terms of spending the wealth, um, but I'm particularly interested in uh, how he is proposing to fill the Sovereign Wealth Fund, um, or the Social Wealth Fund. Um, and actually, you know, a little plug on the side, uh, Unheard is actually producing an audio documentary on wealth taxes and whether wealth taxes are one of the ways that we should be tackling um, really quite extreme concentrations of wealth, which we're seeing in the UK as well as in the US, so it's not quite as bad. But how is um, Matt suggesting that we fill the coffers of this fund? Well, one one of his um, suggestions is is a wealth tax, in the sense of a kind of annual tax on net worth, that kind of wealth tax. That's right for right. For, for the very well off. Um, he also talks about you know when you're selling off bits of the um, the the spectrum to um, the electromagnetic spectrum to 
mobile phone companies and things like that. Um, he's saying use those revenues, um, those sort of windfall revenues, put those in the funds. And then he also... Which, which is government money then. That is, yeah. yes. And then he's also talking about certain monetary um, measures that you might take, you know, instead of doing... Uh, QE, which effectively serves, yeah. indeed, it serves to capitalise the banks. And it, makes the wealthy wealthier. It certainly <laughs> does, yes, because it pushes up asset prices. There's certain alternatives, like something called helicopter money, which effectively you create money and you hand it out Throw to it people. Out? Yes, more or less. Uh, is that what this is? Um, well, I think he, he's suggesting that something, um, if you use those sort of measures, you could put the proceeds if you can call them that into this social wealth fund and then what happens to that money under this proposal ah right well um that would be something as in say norway with its oil money there's you know there's various bodies that decide on what will be the best use of it but um one use very simple use is to take the income from it and just hand it out on a per capita basis to everyone in the country. Every single person? Yes. And um, that's in fact how the um, in Alaska they have something, I think it's called the Permanent Fund, which is funded with oil revenues. And um, they just ha hand out an equal amount to Alaskan citizens, uh, which is nice if, you, if you're getting it. Um, and he thinks that you know, this could be worth thousands of dollars a year. And so I imagine people can use that as they wish. Um, to, would, would that help them with social mobility? Well, I mean, this is the whole argument about universal basic income, is that if everyone got a sort of no-strings-attached payment from the state each year, then they would be able to rely on that and not necessarily live on it because you know it's not it's certainly not enough a few thousand dollars is not enough to get I mean, by not, on it's not even close to enough no. i mean it's not no. you know we, we talk i think in the the unpacked you quote sort of around sort of somewhere between six and a half thousand dollars and eight thousand dollars yes that is per person of course not per yeah. household yeah um but it's a kind of basis well that's, that's quite a lot yes. if you're on a low income isn't it yes it makes a difference for a whole year. That's well. It's not your only still, income you, for the whole year, is I it? I guess but if you st you would still have to have then a social security system which funded other types of benefits and you know help with rent and that kind of stuff. Well, part of the argument for universal basic income is that it would give people the um, confidence to move off benefits and into work, or perhaps change jobs to something better, or perhaps start their own business because. Even if everything goes wrong, there's still that kind of basic amount that's coming in no matter what. It sounds like a very sort of egalitarian type solution from America of all places, the home of capitalism. Who would be the losers here? Would the very rich would be the losers. What would, would that mean for the states? Would, would people leave? What, what do you think the... Uh, millionaire flight. Yes. Well, this, this of course is the big problem. And, um, you know, obviously, it, I can't remember, who, I think it was an old French finance minister who said that the secret of taxation is it's like plucking a goose, is to, to get the most feathers with the least hissing. Um, so, <laughs> so this, I think, was it Colbert? I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's a, um, 
you know, obviously that would have to be carefully done. Otherwise, people can take their money elsewhere exactly. very easily. And they, they're already doing it, of course. Although, interestingly, there has been a recent study published um, looking at millionaire movement within America because obviously different states can have different tax levels. Mm. Yes. And what that found was that you know, rich people are no less uh, place-based uh, than anyone else. So actually, they found no evidence of very rich people moving to states that had lower taxes. So, you know, it's possibly a, a, a bit of a kind of wealthy people saying, oh, we're going to leave if you tax us element of this. Yes, yeah, so and where are you going to go? Sort of Sweden or China? Do you, want, do you want to cope with those countries' tax systems? I mean, you can't all go to some tax haven. Um, you know, and you can't necessarily run your massively lucrative businesses from there either. I look forward to you writing a piece on where the uh, richest should go if they want to um, keep the money tax. to themselves. Yes, that'll be an interesting exploration. Peter Franklin, thank you for unpacking this New York Times article by Matt Broinig for us. To read Peter's analysis on that piece and to click through to the article itself, please go to unheard.com. But from me, Katie Harrison, from our guest Charlie Pickles and our producer, James Coney, thank you for joining us. Please rate this podcast on your usual podcast provider so that other people can find us too. For now, goodbye.